Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, uh, Kathy. Um, here we are in uh, March as we're heading uh, into the last weeks of March in uh, Colorado today. We're uh, taping, but we've had a decent, pretty decent snowstorm. I know you you came home to a couple of snowstorms, right? Yeah, I t- well, we missed one big one. So that was that was well-timed on our part. <laughs> uh, yeah, we missed one that was probably 12 plus inches and then came home and just a day later had another nine to 10 inches. Um, so yeah, our March has been snowier than our entire winter combined. How is, uh, when you get that kind of uh, snowfall, how does how do you guys do in that in terms of driving around? And I tell you, it's, you know, it's a little messy when it's coming down. So schools close and stuff, but as soon as it stops, everything's clear again. So, it, you know, they really, the road crews here, I'm, they're the same way in Colorado, I'm sure, yep. are just so capable. So they're they're very on top of it. Like I said, right in the thick of it, you know, you wanna stay off the roads just because the trucks are out there trying to do their thing and the wind's blowing and blah, blah. But as soon as it stops, you can you can guarantee you can get back out there. Yeah, so that's nice. It yeah. doesn't slow us down much at all, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, Colorado's similar. They're really good at, at uh, keeping up on it and taking care mm-hmm. of it. And um, yeah, I drove to work today and uh, to the studio, and I was snowing pretty hard. And there were there were several accidents already. Yeah, there, so. yeah, that'll um, happen to us. Like I said, and like in the thick of it when it's coming down. Especially people sometimes have been around it too much, so they're a little bit um, lackadaisical and don't respect it quite as they should. Right, right. <laughs> and in uh, in Colorado, interesting enough. Um, the most snowiest months are March and April. Really? Yeah, because uh, I guess- But the, you guys do the it snows and melts right away too. It does. In that time frame. yeah. yeah. yeah I road, remember that from clear. when I was in school, yeah. The mountains have uh, about what they call 130 to 150% of snowpack. Uh, so they're uh, like a snow mass, Colorado, mm-hmm. which is Aspen skiing, which Linda and I are actually going to in a, in a couple weeks. Um, oh, nice. Um, they've got a hundred inch base. Wow. And that's just the base, you know, and it's probably- wow, they, so you it, guys they, have had a good season. Good, good ski yeah, season. Yeah, our season has not been, it, we haven't had a great ski season. Yeah. Um, really, like I said, up until March, you know, we weren't getting stuff that was very good. So, you know, anybody who went up was kind of dealing by halfway through the day, dealing with slushy, icy conditions, which not, not a great ski season. We had a neat uh, God story. Um, Scott and Kristen uh, Cornell, who's leaders, and they've been on uh, the broadcast. Uh, they actually came out. Scott's working with me. Uh, he's kind of an expert in uh, marketing and strategy. And so um, he just came out. We're working on uh, how do we communicate the message of Living Waters uh, mm. since, uh, you know, and more and more people that don't know us are getting exposed to us. Right. is, well, how do we invite them into really what our podcast says is come and see, you know, mm-hmm. finding truth in a, in a world of chaos. So how do we invite people to that? And so they came out for a few days to um, 
work with us, and we went skiing. Uh, Heath Carty, Fine. who, who uh, Brad and them, uh, we just uh, taped them, and then you'll see them on the 23rd and the 30th, um, which you ought you to listen to them as well. Uh, he, uh, he said, hey, you guys can use my condo up at Beaver Creek. Nice. So, so we did. We went skiing. So, and we've never uh, been on that side of the mountain because uh, it's, it's, it's a place called Arrowhead, which is part of Beaver Creek. And he, and you just step out the door, and there's a slope. There's a there's a ski oh, lift. Oh, fine. So fine. we we go up, and the four of us. Uh, no, sorry, the three of us. Linda Linda didn't come, and uh, we get to the top of the first lift, and we go over to the map to say, you know, what what should we do? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we're just watching, looking at the map, and this guy, this guy comes up, and says, uh, "You guys, you guys need something?" Uh, yeah, uh, we don't know how to get from here to there, you know. And you know, what should we do? And so he's describing it. Well, you go here and go down this lift and go up this lift, and um, and he's helping us. And Scott says, "Well, why don't you just ski with us and show us?" Um, <laughs> and the guy says, "Okay." Sure, why not? You know, and so he and we and so he, he's eighty five years old. Yeah. Um, great skier, uh, knows the mountain, and we just had the greatest time. Uh, we and we we went there through lunch with him, and just learning about him and asking questions about him. And I had a chance to witness briefly. He didn't he didn't respond in a big way, but he did hear it. And but it was just a joy that God sent him. And we had no difficulty getting anywhere. And then once we knew it, now we knew how to do it. Oh, that's um, fun. And God said, here, how about this? I'll give you this guy, you know? And so it was uh, It was a really neat, We all, and we all recognized it. Like, wow, look at what God just did for us. <laughs> that's he, awesome. He, he saved us from a morning of struggle, you know? And so, it, <laughs> it, and, the, and the skiing, by the way, was spectacular. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, it was fun. So anyway, mm-hmm. we've, been, we've been talking about prayer and, um, We've last time have gone through, been going through the last uh, two times, Ephesians, or several times, Ephesians 1, Ephesians 3, where Paul basically says, I pray this way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, I want you to, to receive, I'm praying that you receive the spirit of revelation and understanding and knowledge, knowing what to do, uh, that you would understand that God has a feast for you to give you, uh, that you would realize that we are his inheritance which is mm-hmm. kind of a cool thing is, hey, he loves being with you and that he wants to direct the supernatural power toward your stuff, toward your circumstances. And that's Ephesians 1. Ephesians 3 is he says, and I pray also that you're strengthened in your inner spirit, that you get more and more confident of the truth that he's He's going to be for you and deliver to you the life that he promised. Uh, and you just get stronger in that understanding that you experience the love of God in a very, very deep way with your inner circle, with your community, mm-hmm. that together you keep reinforcing God's love, which is the gospel, which is how about now? Um, I don't I don't condemn you. Why don't, why don't you allow me to just give you this life? And I love you so much, I'm trying to constantly invite you into that without any condemnation, you know, and that's mm-hmm. the beautiful. And if we have that same love, uh, which surpasses knowledge and you get the fullness of God, we um, are always in a position where, first of all, we go to forgiveness. Mm-hmm. We don't have any. We don't. We don't maintain any edginess toward anybody. It doesn't mean we're reconciled, but we're not edgy. 
And if somebody is around us or conflict or differences, we can say, well, would you like to walk with God together? Because that's the love of God. Mm -hmm. uh, and to go deeper. Okay, so he, he then uh, ends this prayer with an interesting uh, statement. Um, and he's talked about this, you know, strengthening love, the fullness of God. And then he, he ends it in verse 20 and 21. Go ahead and read that, 20 and 21. It says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Okay. Uh, so he says, um, uh, and this is interesting because he, remember he started out with uh, the strengthening of the inner man. And I want to, I want to build that life with you so mm -hmm. that so that you are my inheritance I get to enjoy you you get to enjoy me and you and you have more freedom more joy more love because of my life in you uh, then mm -hmm. he says now by the way um, my power can do things and it says I can deliver things and by the way mm -hmm. the word means then I can change circumstances Right. I can I can bring about circumstances that are far greater than you could think or imagine. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's it's an, an amazing thing. And so we have to understand what that means, because we kind of it's kind of misinterpreted a little bit is that, well, if it's greater than I can think or imagine, then all I got to do is just think greater. Um, mm. And so if I'm financially in trouble, okay, then I can imagine, I shouldn't even imagine just getting out of trouble. I should imagine, you know, having a million dollars in the bank because he mm. can do greater than that. And so the word is mis misapplied. Um, and it says, uh, God says, I can do greater than you can think or imagine. Okay, now here's the key. Who defines greater? He does. Yeah. <laughs> um, see, it's not... Well, let me think bigger, and then you say you'll do better than that. Mm -hmm. And that's how we look at it is, well, I can imagine something that I would like. And if you can do better than that, hallelujah. So let me try to stretch it as far as I can, and you even do greater than that. Better than, and we, would, we would say greater equals better, mm -hmm. uh, more. Uh, or more. Or yeah. more, or, or bigger. And he says, no. Uh, greater than you can think and imagine. So he actually says, go the opposite direction. Um, your thinking or imagining is really limited mm -hmm. to what? Why, why is that limited on our part? It's limited because of what we see and know and experience. We don't see the whole picture. Because and, you know, he, we're told in other places, yeah. you know, our thought, my thoughts are not your thoughts. <laughs> you know, he, he sees so much more and so much more broadly and so much further down the road than we can possibly. Right, because we operate fundamentally, our thinking, our imagining is in the natural. Mm -hmm. Is, uh, well, I could see, I guess, how this might work out, or maybe I'm not even sure how this could work out. Um, or it seems to me the best way to handle this would be this way. Mm -hmm. um, and I could imagine that, I could think that, because our thinking tends to be limited to the natural. And by definition, and this is really cool, 
in a way, our thinking and imagining can't include the supernatural. And here's why. Mm-hmm. Because it's supernatural. Uh, right. In other words, if, if it became natural, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, then it, we it, could come up with it. <laughs> yeah, then we would. Or we'd apply mm-hmm. that supernatural thing to, well, then, then that's what I will think all the time. I'll associate that supernatural thing that happened as normal. Mm-hmm. And God says, by definition, supernatural isn't normal. Um, so you can't box me in and take even what I did before and, and attach it to the way you think. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really an interesting statement. So let me give you an example. Um, Joshua, uh, you know, was called to take, take control of the promised land, possess the promised land. The first city he goes to is Jericho. Right. What did God say he's going to do? He said he was going to give him that city, but he gave him very specific, illogical instructions to take it. Yeah. He said, now, um, if you march around the city seven times and blow the horn, um, uh, on the seventh day you blow it, the walls will fall in. Mm-hmm. And supernaturally, because I'm not asking you to push hard on those walls. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm not asking you to blow them up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cause them to fall down. I can supernaturally do circumstances differently. Mm-hmm. When you do, the people are going to get afraid and you can go in and capture the city, even though they're bigger than you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he experienced the supernatural. Um, did Joshua then say, well, since I saw that, I'll just keep thinking that way. God, you keep doing the supernatural by right. knocking, knocking the Because all the cities had walls. Mm-hmm. would just knock the walls down. And so it'd be easy to put that in a box and say that should be a formula for every other yeah. time. Yeah, and so what he's trying to say here is that no, um, uh, because your limitation and you do experience supernatural, but I don't want you to bring the supernatural into your system and say, well, that's the way it looks like it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather, uh, you're limited, okay, um, go ahead and, and, and pray what? Father, I'm open to you supernaturally delivering something mm-hmm. that I actually would have never thought on my, on my own. Mm. See the difference? Uh, yeah. Is that I would have never thought of that uh, per se. That that's how you uh, delivered it uh, in a way that that's a surprise. Boy, and doesn't that turn it to that adventure and anticipatory waiting to see what God does? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and 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 he says, um, because remember he's saying prayer, which means what? All the time. You're you're gonna run up against your limitation. Mm-hmm. Of I got an issue. I got a question. I got a problem. Um, I really am not sure. I can't, in essence, I can't really fully imagine exactly how this is going to play out or mm-hmm. how it should play out. He says, yeah, because I'll do immeasurably more, exceedingly above, way, way, way bigger than you, than you could ever think or imagine. Mm. Um, why? Because, and you said it, Isaiah 55, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are yeah. not your thoughts. And I'm not asking you to try to get better at imagining. Right. I'm trying to have you say, follow me, and I'm going to deliver 
things that you want you wouldn't believe. Uh, right. And you would have never thought of it. And I'll give you, I'll give you another uh, live example. Um, we did a retreat. Uh, we had a couple that came from Chicago. Uh, he was a doctor. Um, he was, by the way, a surgeon. And he's very, very uh, meticulous, of course. Mm -hmm. um, when we come into our house, to our retreat, uh, because of the, of the way Linda has the, the floors and, the, and everything is, we ask everybody to put on slippers. Right. And so he comes in and um, um, he tried, every, even the women's, he tried every single slipper on <laughs> to get the right one. Oh, which, that's hilarious. Which, which is, you know, like we thought, uh-oh, uh-oh, this guy is going to be really, you know, precise. <laughs> and we noticed his wife was extremely sad. Mm. Um, extreme. I mean, just could hardly talk. She just, oh, I would say, oppressed. Um, and just sad. Uh, okay. So we prayed, you know, that Father, you know, would you help them to find life? And so they come to the retreat. Uh, through the retreat, we, we deal with, in our abiding retreat, we lead, we talk about forgiveness. Mm -hmm. um, and forgiveness is between you and God, and, and reconciliation is a separate thing. And uh, God wants both, but he has to start with you and forgiveness, and then he'll bring about reconciliation, at least the opportunity for reconciliation, you can live without it. Okay, so we get into forgiveness. And I can see that she got really interested in this. Mm -hmm. uh, like, tell me more about that. How does that work? What about, you know, and, and so she described that um, uh, she had a situation. She these, This is her second marriage. Uh, she said that, um, um, I'm really, I've been carrying anger toward my ex all these years. Mm. And I, I, you know, it was, it's been, uh, you know, 30 some years. Right. Uh, and wow. uh, I've, I'm really uh, upset and um, I just really bothers me and I'm really mad and I, I don't understand forgiveness. And so, you know, we process that, process that. And, and she started to recognize, oh, you know what, this is between me and God, not between me and my, and my ex. And I got to go to that. Um, so um, she she does. She actually gets kind of released, and we can see the change. Uh, mm -hmm. She went from oppression to there start to be actually a smile mm. and freedom with glimmer that. of joy. So yeah, <laughs> that was pretty. That was pretty cool. Um, so then we have a, a final uh, lunch at our country club, um, and we're sharing. You know, okay, what's going on and what's going on and. This couple says, hey, we got to catch our plane. So um, uh, let me share one thing that God told me. Mm -hmm. What? Um, I'm going to reconcile with my daughter who my husband took from me when she was three years old. I've never seen her since. Um, but I'm going I'm I'm to get her back. Wow. I said, well, where does she live? Well, she lives in Denver. I said, she lives in Denver and you're here? And God said it, and she says, yeah, but I got to go. Uh, and she left. And it was like, oh, my gosh, that's interesting. Um, ah. so, so we pray. Uh, interesting enough, so we uh, they, she left. She had to mm -hmm. go catch a plane. So our group prayed. We actually prayed this, for, this, chat, this uh, 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 prayer. God, you said you can do immeasurably more than we could ask or think. We have no idea what the heck you're talking about. But you said you could do it. 
so we're not going to imagine something. We're just going to say, okay, you said you could do it. You've spoken that you were going to do it. Mm-hmm. May you do it. May it be so. Amen. Right. Okay, so, so I get a phone call the next day from this lady. She says, you won't believe what happened to me last night. What? We get home in Chicago. Go home. I get a phone call from my daughter. No way. Oh, I love that. I love it. I get a phone call from my daughter. And she says, hey, mom, um, I want to let you know something. Um, A couple months ago, I became a believer in Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ told me to call you. That's so cool. <laughs> and and they are now fully reconciled. Oh. And you know it it's it just what bring it brings it brings tears. Beautiful story. Brings that t- no one could have created or imagined. D- yes. And, and that's and that's what what God is trying to say as mm. a. Did you understand when I can say I can do immeasurably more than you could ask or think? Mm. Is I'm at work in ways that you'll never understand. I'm not asking you to get better at imagining. I'm asking you mm. to be willing to let me do what I can do. And it's going to be way, way different because she said I, w- <laughs> I would have mm. never thought of that. Uh, no, of course not. You know, because God said, you know, let, let me do what I'm mm. going to do. You know, and that's beautiful. Um, and it happens all the time. And I hear people actually say that. They say, I would have never thought of that. Or I would have never mm-hmm. understood the timing and the dynamics and all that was going on behind the scenes to see this fulfilled because of what God was up to, that now I can see he was doing immeasurably more than I would ever imagine because I didn't even understand it. Mm-hmm. So when you pray this way, it's just be willing and say, Father, um, you said you will do immeasurably more than I could ask or imagine. I don't have to get bigger at imagining. I just have to be willing to expect that you're going to do something and how much fun will this be? Just like we did with that lady and everybody that I shared that with was overwhelmed. And this lady, I mean, think about in three days, she went from the most, one of the saddest persons I've ever seen to the most joyful persons I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And all all because she had a heart to hear God and follow God. Right. what, what a remarkable thing. So, I love uh, it. What a fantastic testimony. Yeah. So uh, we'd love to hear your stories. And if you have uh, things that you'd like to, you know, send in or questions about this or how does this really work, you know, questions at AFJministry.com. And we'd love to uh, answer these specifically. And we'd love to share them if, if you have something to share. Of, yeah, yeah, I would have never imagined this. Mm-hmm. And help everybody understand what this really means is that God, yeah. God wants to do this all the time. And, and we would have say, well, that's way different than I would have thought. <laughs> right. And uh, in that, he is so glorified, which isn't that the whole point, yeah. you know, just pointing people right back yeah. to him. Yes. Such a beautiful testimony. It's really beautiful. So we'll uh, pick it up again next time. And we got uh, more, some more prayers to go through of, uh, of uh, Peter, especially, and uh, it'll be fun to do. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for sharing. And thank you for that story. That was amazing to hear. Um, Hope you guys found today encouraging. And again, send your questions into questions at afjministry.com. And like Rich said, also, if you have a story of um, something that God has done that he did so much more than you could possibly imagine, 
um, share it with us and let us share it on the air. Amen. How fun is it to magnify God and, and what he speaks into being? Yep, it's beautiful. So, All thanks right. for joining us. Have a great day. Right, we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.